Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. When you had this opportunity to speak with John Boyega, an mm. actor, take us through, first of all, who he is, what he's done, in case people don't recognize the name offhand. John Boyega is one of my favorite young British actors out there. I followed his career very uh, closely. He started off in independent cinema, uh, low budget stuff, TV series in the UK. Very gritty, black. British, enigmatic, very charismatic actor. And then, as you could imagine, from a casting uh, or from an audition list that must have run in the thousands, J.J. Mm. Uh, Abrahams uh, cast him to play the lead in Star wow. Wars The Force Awakens. You remember they had the, the, the three unheard of leads, mm. which he then played subsequently in The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and The Rise of Skywalker. He played the character of Finn. Now, what fascinated me about that in itself is that Boyega's character, for whatever reason, was increasingly sidelined. And by the third movie, which I'm sure you've seen, The Rise of Skywalker, a very divisive movie, he was barely in it. And there was some talk that, not my view, but the talk is out there in movie reviews, do read them, that the, the, the producers, Disney maybe listened a little bit too much to angry white guys on Reddit forums and the like <laughs> and said, why are all... Because this happened. You know, why are, they, why are all these ethnic minorities taking over The Last Jedi? It was out there. It was that Vietnamese young actress, the Vietnamese-American right. actress. She was trolled so badly, she had to come off social there media. There were some horrible things John Boyega so. was yeah. trolled. Yeah. Why can't we just have white leads anymore? Why is it political yeah. correctness gone mad? Why has Star Wars become a lefty, socialist, woke, whatever, whatever? And this poor character of Finn that John Boyega played was increasingly sidelined. He barely features in the third movie, and he was a lead in the first one. Mm. And here's the interesting thing. Black Lives Matter takes off because of the terrible death of George Floyd. What does John Boyega do? Rising star, Hollywood actor. He goes to Hyde Park, Speaker's Corner Mm. in the UK. Mm. He stands on a crate and he gives this impassioned, off-the-cuff speech. This is our time. It's time for the black voice to be heard. You know, this kind of thing. We're we're tired of being a minority. We're tired of being marginalised. We're tired of being not heard. And it was potentially, for a guy in his position, a career-ending speech to make, right? You've got to play ball. Not only did he not do this, did he not play ball, he became quite outspoken about his character's marginalization in Star Wars. And there were people saying to him on Twitter, you know, Disney is watching this. Disney is a behemoth. You can't do this, you know. Well, he doubled down. This week on BBC First, Starhub Channel 502 and BBC Player, He's going to be in a film called uh, Red, White and Blue, which is one of five films, five films, uh, part of a series called Small Acts that Steve McQueen, Hmm. the Oscar winning director and writer, Steve McQueen, who made uh, 12 Years a Slave, amongst many other things. He basically said, look, I'm in a position. I'm an Oscar winning director. I can do anything I want. I want to make a series of films for the BBC about the black experience in the UK. Brave. And I want John Boyega to be in one of them. And so he's in this film. I've seen the trailer. I've seen clips. Looks magnificent. Red, white and blue. It's out next week. Based loosely on a true story. So the whole series is called what? 
Small Axe. Small the whole series Do is you know called... Do you know why it's called that? I don't actually know. Yeah. And I, if someone can tell me, I'd love to yeah. know. Yeah. But it's basically, yeah, it's called Small Axe, five films right. by the Academy Award winning, Golden Globe winning, ba- BAFTA winning Steve McQueen. The films are Mangrove, Lovers Rock, Red, White and Blue, which is with John Boyega, mm-hmm. Alex Wheatle and Education. And they are all about the British experience, British black experience, set between the late 1960s and the mid-1980s. Now, as someone who was born in 1974, we're talking race riots, we're talking entrenched, endemic racism, very bold. And John Boyega is playing this character called Leroy Logan. True story. He was a young forensic scientist who works for the... uh, who who, uh, was abused and saw his father assaulted by two white policemen in the street. Because there's sometimes this view, Glenn, isn't there? No, this, this stuff only happens in the US. Mm, you know. Mm. Well, believe me, it didn't. It mm. happened regularly when I was growing up in mm. the UK. Mm. And so it inspires this character in real life, the real Leroy Logan, after seeing his father, think about this, after seeing his father beaten up by two white police officers, it inspires the Leroy to become a police officer. Oh. And he deals with 30 years of entrenched racism. They try to throw everything at him. They try to do him on corruption. They try to do him on various bogus tra- charges. Just basically getting him out of the police And he overcomes somehow. it. And I think he gets, I'm sure he gets, if he doesn't, he doesn't get knighted, but he certainly wins an award from the, the Queen. I know that. So this whole series is about the blatant racism within the Metropolitan <laughs> Police Force in London. So I had a chat with John and it was extraordinary because... It was on Zoom. Um, and I've never seen, and I've interviewed, like you have, I've interviewed many, many celebrities and, rock and artists yeah. all over the years. I have never spoken to a person in such a high-profile position speaking that if any other Hollywood actor spoke this way, would be considered very controversial. I mean, maybe Spike Lee would be, and maybe Samuel Jackson, maybe. But even them, I don't think, would speak out this vociferously if they were so young. This is what he said, things like this. I think, this is his words, I think that as black individuals, we should all take a moment and look at our mental health. Sometimes something is wrong and you don't even know what it is. And I bet it has something to do with constantly having to morph, suit and navigate these complicated spaces. It eats into your creativity. It makes you distrust other people. It affects your personal life. And for me, this issue is about my refusal to bend to fit into to fit to uh, to, to bend to a tune to fit in just because it's the way they do things. Mm. So he's basically saying, mm. I will no longer conform to the traditional conventions of what I'm supposed to do as a black man. Mm. I will no longer fit certain tropes certain stereotypes yeah. as a black man. You want me to look like this. You want me to speak like this. Almost the, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but almost this kind of yes sir, no sir, docile, accepting black man. No, I'm going to speak out. And he says, I understand I have a privilege. These are his words. But it's also my privilege to make sure that I can be an example for those who are coming up as well. So that you can actually live wow. in your culture, in your blackness, and that can be aligned with your artistic endeavours. That is what I want to do now. I am who I am. It's not a decision I have to make. I just have to do it. So I asked him. I actually asked him, Glenn. I said, there seems to be a direct similarity 
between Leroy, your character, hmm. joining the police force hmm. to deal with racism, and you taking on these parts to raise awareness and, and boost the, the, our understanding of the black experience. Yeah. And he looked at me straight down the camera and he said, I'm just a black man. Making the point that no more, no less. I'm just a black man. And I have to behave and act and perform and live my life like a black man. And it actually, I'm, I'm getting it now. It actually gave me goosebumps mm. when he said that. And I just thought, you're such an inspiring man. You, you're in your young, twen- uh, sort of mid-twenties. You've just done a Star Wars trilogy. I'm sure he's getting offered millions of dollars. Yeah. And he's doing this. You know, he's saying, no, I have a position, I have a certain privilege, and I'm going to share it with the world so we can, we can talk about the black experience so others can... So I don't know what your thoughts on that, but I just thought it was absolutely inspiring stuff. I really you know, did. This is a moment in time when, when his feelings on this are, are certainly echoed by so many uh, across many different communities. And, and I think it is, as you rightly point out, a lot of people are focused on what's happening in the U.S., and... These issues are absolutely urgently important across many countries, yeah. uh, across Europe, obviously, and, and the systemic racism that is that is seen all over the world, right? And whether it's white on black or whether whatever the racist uh, um, construct is, it's all happening. And it takes people like John Boyega, who is a well-known face, a well-known star. Uh, to stand up and, and speak out as he is doing. And this is the way things get changed. Well, let me ask you a question. It touches on something that he said. And, and it's a question I would uh, present to Singaporeans listening. When you think of British, British culture on cinema, how it's, how it's been depicted for 50 years, how British culture, heritage, tradition, whatever, is depicted on cinema on screen for international audiences, what do you normally see and think of? Well, I think of two things. I think of one is the sort of up, upright, uptight, exactly British thing. But then the other the side Hugh is Grant thing, right? lock, smo- lock, uh, lock, stock, and and two smoking barrels or whatever. The, the and, Cockney and, gangsters and four weddings and a funeral. And mm. so there's there's two very divergent styles that I think of. One is that yeah, very 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 white and very empire days of empire kind of. And then the other one like is the just Pride and Prejudice, off yeah, the, rails. The, 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 the Merchant Ivory, <laughs> Downton Abbey, exactly. Pride and Prejudice, yeah. yeah. But what you don't really see is the is the minority experience, correct? And this is a point he made. This is his direct quote. He says, and he's talking to global audiences, like Singaporean audiences, because we asked him when this is going to be shown all around the world. Your pro, your your film, Red, White, and Blue, as part of the Small Axe series on BBC. What do you want global audiences to take away from it? And he says, if you think about our representation, especially black British representation, hopefully less Americans are going to ask us about drinking tea and eating cupcakes because that's not his experience. That's not his life. That wasn't his life growing up as the son, I believe, of Nigerian parents, I believe. But growing up in South London, that was an experience. He says, "I, I have American friends and I want them to see this as well. Um, and it's important that Singaporeans see this. That's my words now, that Singaporeans mm. see this. So there's that d- different perspective on history. Racism is not unique to a certain part of America. It's not unique to Detroit or South mm. Carolina mm. Or, or Atlanta. It's a universal thing. And I just really, really admire John Boyega. And I think you're going to see more of this now, Glenn. I think wow. that do you not feel there's a, there's a shift? 
call it, call it maybe a response to Trumpism or whatever. But there is definitely a shift now. Uh, minority voices are being much more encouraged and much more confident to speak out and share their experiences on screen. And yeah. as a writer, I think that's wonderful. The immigrant, the immigrant experience everywhere, I think, is is really. Uh, coming up, whether it's you know the experience of foreign workers here in Singapore, or whether it's the the Muslim community in in Paris, uh, you know, or the Black experience in the UK. I mean, there's a there are so many different stories out there. Some are heartbreaking, some are uplifting, some are flat out racist. Others are full of hope, and and I think it's important that all of these stories, you know, become told more th- more than just in an art house film way. Yeah. Right. Well, that touches nicely with the final point when he, we asked him, you know, how do you hope to inspire youth through this performance? Mm-hmm. You know, young people, young minorities, their voices. And he said, really, all I can do is portray this guy's experience, the black experience, right. in the best, most authentic way I can so that then you watch it, you understand it, and then hopefully it will inspire his words. I do hope it inspires people to then share their experiences. And you can't yeah. say any more than that, right? Yeah, yeah. We've got to hear more minority experiences, immigrant experiences, not just in the UK, but in Singapore too. So I must stress, do watch it. The series of uh, films, Small Acts, premieres on Monday, this coming Monday, the 16th of November, 2020. You can watch it on BBC First, Star Hub, Channel 502, and BBC Player. Do watch John Boyega. This is an actor we need to keep an eye on. Really, really interesting. Thanks, Neil, for doing that. I'm glad you had a chance to get to talk to him and, uh, and, and really put those questions directly to him. Sounds like he was more than ready to answer them. Yeah, great guy. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.